Welcome to Altered by Faith. I am Alicia Gotro from South Louisiana. I have a passion for Catholic community development with spiritual and personal growth opportunities. Altered by Faith is a place to share authentic and vulnerable content that relates to our Catholic faith journey. We collaborate with our brothers and sisters in Christ to hear about God's infinite love during all seasons. As we walk in our faith journey together, we have lots to share. We will share real talk about life, struggles, our Catholic faith, spiritual and personal growth, and much, much more. So come as you are and be altered by faith. Hey everyone, it's Alicia. Today I will be interviewing special guest Laura Huval, a beautiful and talented Grammy-nominated musician who has paved a new way to build Catholic community through music, podcasting, leading events, retreats, and songwriting. Her passion has drawn Catholics in our community to come together for praise and worship. With her book released titled Scripture and Song with a 40-day reflection devotional and podcast episode series. This Louisiana lady loves our Southern culture and heritage, gumbo, and playing Cajun music with her band, Sweet Cecilia. She enjoys relaxing with her family and spending time in relationship with the Lord through her love of praise and worship music. Welcome, Laura. Hi, thanks for having me on Altered by Faith. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited, too. Uh, I feel like I know you already because I've been, you know, listening to your music, following your website, and um, it's just so good to meet you in person, officially, and I'm so excited to um, hear your music more and work with you in the future with Mother's Ministry at our local church parish. Uh, St. Pius. So hopefully we'll get to be able to have you come play for Our ladies soon. We would love to have you. That would be an honor to be able to pray with all you beautiful mamas and ladies out there in the Diocese of Lafayette. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so let's get this started. My first question is, as I'm stepping into this new venture of podcasting and blogging, I'm just so curious. What made you want to start on your podcasting and writing music and this journey of you know, publishing a book? How did you get started in those ventures? And what did you learn about yourself along the way? Definitely. So there's a, lots of different answers mixed in there. Um, but the first thing I'll say is that Catholic music has been a huge part of my life. My parents met and fell in love in the church choir loft in Cecilia at St. Joseph, where I am currently the music director. So talk about like full circle. Definitely. Um, so just the love of sacred music and Catholic music and music for liturgy has always been a part of my life. I joined the choir when I was nine. So fast forward, stayed in the choir my whole life. But of course, love secular music. I love all types of music. And um, my father played Cajun music. That was his job. He traveled the whole world um, sharing our culture and language and music. And um, I just felt something was missing like in my life. I felt like, you know, I love music. I have this gift of music. I'm singing in church every Sunday. But I just felt 
the Holy Spirit calling me to do more. So I began writing music that was inspired by scripture or prayers or writings of the saints. And I have to say it was um, Father Michael Delcom, who was um, at St. Joseph's for a few years. He's, I miss you, Father Michael, but I know he's doing great things in Broussard at Sacred Heart. But he planted that seed. He said, you know, maybe you should start doing that. Start praying with, with scripture and write some music, you know, to go along with it. And I'm just... I just never like really thought of it as a possibility. I always wrote songs that maybe had a spiritual side to it, but really being intentional about it. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do that. So uh, 2019 comes around. I have about, I think it's eight original songs and I'm ready to record. So I'll record the album, all original songs based upon scripture. And um, it was going to be released in March of 2020. And we all know that, you know, COVID um, hit the whole world. And it was actually released on the day like the world shut down. So talk about pity party in my house. You know, I was boohooing and sad. Uh, but then at the same time, it was a beautiful gift that the Holy Spirit gave me this time to really reflect upon, okay, you've written these songs, but maybe you can you know, write about what inspired them, the prayers that inspired them, maybe simple little reflections to go along with it. So really it was in the time of the COVID quarantine where I decided, okay, I'm going to write a very small, you know, first attempt at a devotional. So I set it up to where I have eight songs on my album. It's called, the album's called It's Never Too Late. So I went ahead and wrote five days of reflections for each song. So that equals 40 days of reflection. And really uh, like it's very, I don't want to say surface level, but it doesn't go too deep, so it's not incredibly intimidating, I find. And I wanted it to be approachable, maybe to people who had been away from the faith or had never even, you know, prayed with music before. So um released that book in Advent, I believe, of 2020. And it was a great success. Um, I did a little book release at Acadian Religious in Lafayette. Shout out to them. And then um, the, just the natural progression of it all was like, okay, well, I want to be able to reach more people and bring the gospel to more people, evangelize in a different way. And so podcasting was like the next you know, thing. And it was really, really fun and pretty simple to do because I just read the reflections and scripture from my, my devotional that I wrote. And uh, it was a great success. I think I have, like, not anything crazy, but, like, a total of, like, 7,000 or 8,000 downloads uh, wow. within the 40 days. So um, that's amazing. That was pretty neat. So I was very blessed to be able to reach people that way. And, and again, I always thank the Holy Spirit for that, for, you know, leading me to to this new world that I'm in of, of sharing the gospel one song at a time. And I'm just so grateful for the adventure and the beauty and what it's been to meet so many incredible people of faith like you and <laughs> just every everywhere I go I'm just I'm amazed at people's vulnerability and how much they want to share their story and so I think podcasting and wow what an incredible way to do that you know? definitely I really connect with uh your part of the story where you know you've written the songs you record the music and you come to release date and then the world just shuts down I mean what what a moment of like Lord you know I gave you my yes I walked into this what what does this mean for me I totally relate with that um my podcasting journey, you know, has had its uh, ups and downs and, and changes before I got to where I am today. And there was lots of questioning of like, okay, is this meant to, to be assigned to 
step away? Do you want for me to continue? It can be one of those moments where you can easily choose to not let your light shine and for your yes to God to somehow disappear in vain, like for your for your light that's burning so bright to, to flicker and for, you know, uh, thoughts from the enemy to even creep in like, oh, it's not meant to be or, you know, all these things that just deter us from really evangelizing, really reaching people and stepping into the best version of ourselves. You know, I think that when you give God your yes, um, it's not going to automatically just be coasting, although that's what I think it should look like, you know, I'm like, come on, Lord, I gave you my yes. But I think that we really maybe put some of those things in our path to develop what we're doing even more. Like you, you went to the writing and the podcasting and should the world have been the same, you might not have even gone through that venture. Same with me uh, as I'm writing and blogging. I was like, maybe I'm just meant to write. Maybe I'm, I don't have the radio, you know, show voice or whatever, or I'm an accountant. Who wants to listen to me? But you know, there's just that deep stirring and I have to always circle back to realigning with God and saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to let my light shine. Whatever your will is, I'm going to follow. So those little deterrents sometimes like are shocking, um, but I would like to encourage whoever's listening and um, maybe feels that in their life journey to keep pressing in. And even if you decided to dim your light, it's never too late to, to realign to step back in um, and and to walk that out in faith and really see what God has in store for you because his plans are so much bigger than what we could even begin to play out in our own minds. Oh, you said that so good. Thank you. And, you know, just to circle back, um, during that time of quarantine too, like you said, the Lord gave gave us that time and gave me that time to really cultivate my ministry. And I I started um, for about 42 weeks I did every Monday a praying with music video Mm -hmm. um, where I would sing a song and do a small brief reflection on YouTube. And that helped to grow my ministry. It helped to build my confidence in sharing the gospel that way. So it's so true. And as humans, we put things in our heart like, oh, I want to do it right now. We want it to happen now. And yes. So much fruit comes from just waiting and being patient. So yes, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> it's hard to be in it the is, waiting. It is. It's a it's, it's a season of unsureness. You don't you don't really know which way is right. But I think as long as we keep pressing in, bringing it to prayer, and just continue to boldly step out in faith, I mean, God's got us. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Joyful Noise Ministries, that started up in 2019. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So I have been blessed in my life to um, be an educator. So yes. I taught at Cecilia High School, my alma mater, for six years, r- fresh out of college. I was like 22 and I stayed there till about so 20, 2006 to 2011. I stayed there. I taught social studies. And then blessed to have a beautiful husband who's so supportive and two two sons, Nate and Rex. Um, and in 2012, after my youngest was born, he was one, I was approached by St. Genevieve School to go and be their music teacher. Nice. And let me tell you, that job really did change my life in so many beautiful, positive ways. So, of course, being able to be vulnerable and pray with the kids Every day, preparing them for mass, singing in mass with them, 
it really showed me how powerful music is, how it can help bring comfort, healing, peace, but also it's the, a, such a powerful way to pray and to be closer to Jesus. And um, so fast forward 2012 to about 2019, I just felt the Holy Spirit stirring something within me. It was a faint whisper. I wasn't quite sure yet what it was that the Holy Spirit was calling me to do, but I just knew that my journey was probably almost over as an educator. So I attended an Advent mission at our, our local church parish at St. Joseph's, and it was this um, fine gentleman who was there giving the mission. And very similar to what I do now, he shared his testimony and sang the songs that he wrote. And in the middle of his presentation, I'm not joking, I, you know, I, it was like, okay, Laura, I'm not whispering anymore. This is what you have, you have to do. And I was like, oh, goodness gracious. Huh. And so, okay, I listened. He finished his presentation, and I'm not kidding. After about six people came up to me and said, you ever thought about doing something like this? And I was like, okay, well, that's a validation mm -hmm. of, you know, of the baptismal gifts I've, I've been given. Like my charism is, is reaching people through music and, and education and in teaching. So I prayed about it a lot and I formed my ministry in 2019, but I was still teaching. In 2020, though, I decided to leave education. However, I'm back at St. Genevieve just doing music for the kids at Mass. Nice. So it's really beautiful. I'm singing for Mass there with them. And it was, it was very difficult decision um, to leave a job that had benefits and retirement and because my husband's self-employed as well. So I'm just really following the Holy Spirit. And like you said, trusting mm -hmm. or yes. And I really prayed to the Blessed Mother for, for her to, you know, to guide me in that because of her beautiful surrender and yes in the Gospels. So I listened to the call. I have great support from, from my family and from my community. I mean, I'm blessed. My little community of Cecilia um, and St. Joseph's in Cecilia and St. Rose of Lima is the other church parish. Just so much support for for my ministry that's beautiful and so yeah so really it was it was to say it was simple because it was not there was a lot of turmoil in there i transitioned i worked for my church parish for a small time as dre i realized that administration is not my gift <laughs> <laughs> um so but it was okay it's all part of the job yes. and so um i tried that and it didn't work out so now i am like when people ask me what is my job and i'm like you know i can say i'm music Yes. I'm a music minister. Music is my, my livelihood. And that's how I'm helping to sustain my family. And I never thought that could be a possibility. Yeah. You know, and it is just beautiful. And, and like I said earlier, my, that's what my father did. And so I saw the struggle. You know, it's hard <laughs> being a musician yeah. out there. I'm blessed to be able to have the liturgical side of it where I can pray for mass and weddings and minister to people at funerals. And then with the events, that has just been incredible. Like ladies, uh, women's. Mornings of reflections, Lenten missions. It's just been beautiful to pray and connect with people and to, to hear their stories. You know, yes. That's where the learning is. That's where the growth comes in, for me at least. And so, you're yeah. constantly exposed to that because you get to meet so many different people from different communities at, at different points in their lives, whether it be a funeral or um, a day of reflection. I mean, all these different avenues. There's just so much to learn. So what a blessing that God's like really planted that gift and charism in your life and that he's able to continuously pull you in 
and teach you and show you new things every single day as you walk that out. That's beautiful. And that's kind of what, you know, when I do give a lot of my talks, like you talked about, you know, letting your light shine within. And I think so many people don't realize the incredible gifts they've been given by the Holy Spirit at baptism. And it's sometimes hard for them to, to, to realize I am gifted. I have talents. I have things inside of me. And it doesn't have to necessarily look like music or drawing or art. It's, it's being that loving spirit being that counselor being that kind person just you know what I mean I just think that we, people just need to be reminded of their work and yes. how they are seen as precious and unique by the Lord you know so, yeah I think that a lot of times you know, uh, we're measured by our work, our job, our um, accolades, what we accomplish, what car we drive, you know, all the worldly things. Mm -hmm. And that just becomes a basic measurement of where you are in life. But if you really strip all of that away and depend on your worth in Jesus, I mean, he already says that we're his precious children. We're loved fully and infinitely, and there's nothing that we can do to, like, separate that. I think that in that moment, when we really take away the word from where my child goes to school or what size house I have or any of those worldly things, money, you know, you name it. It, it, it could be any level of status. When we take that away and we really hold and and really bring into our heart an acceptance of God's love for us, I think that we're able to really believe those charisms and those gifts. And we're able to steward that and grow that and foster that and really step out into what who God's created us uniquely to be. You know, um, so I really, I really pray that over myself to continue to see what that is you know it's so new and it's fun to discover it's like this it's this excitement of I feel so much more purposeful even in my accounting or even in my motherhood or even in my marriage you know just this new podcasting venture and being creative and being open to discerning with God and then just bravely taking those steps even though it's very intimidating uh, really makes me feel more purposeful and that I'm honoring him, you know. Uh, so I would just encourage everyone who maybe doubts themselves to, to really sit there. And there's this beautiful love letter from God. It's, it's online. You can find it. But it's got different lines, uh, and they're all scriptural. And it'll say, like, what uh, book it's from, the chapter, the verse, everything. But it just kind of lists out everything that God says about us and his infinite love over us. And I've used that to pray uh, a lot over the last year. And that's really, I think, given me a lot more courage to lean in during my prayer time and be like, okay, I'm going to step out and do that. I love it. You have to share that with me. I sure <laughs> will. I'll, I'll, I'll post it in the show notes. Okay, I definitely great. will. That'd be awesome. You have also began writing music for liturgy. How's that new journey going? And uh, that's so exciting. I think you're being published, right? Yes. So I have been... So extremely blessed. Oregon Catholic Press, OCP, they're a Catholic publishing company out of Oregon, but, um, you know, that's where they're stationed. They serve as the United States and I think other countries. They um, supply hymn books as well as missiles. And so uh, they're a Catholic publisher. And I've been so blessed to have um, one of my songs published by them. And I've written a few psalm settings for their books as well. And I uh, 
recently just came back from Arizona on a writer's retreat that they sponsored. And I was able to connect with other Catholic artists and write songs with them. So I have like three new song babies um, awesome. that were written with a few artists. And I'm, I'm hopeful they'll be published. But just being out in that world is a completely different world for me. And like never in my wildest dreams did I think that that would be my next step. Like writing songs for mass, for liturgy. And... I am so excited about that opportunity. And, um, you know, I embrace our beautiful tradition and our beautiful sacred music, but um, you know, I love contemporary and, and modern as well. And uh, so I'm excited to be able to, you know, kind of marry those together and bring them together Definitely. In, in the writing that I produce. And again, like you mentioned, you know, it's, it's knowing that it's all for the glory of God and using those gifts we have. It's just, I, I still like... I, I'm pinching myself right now. You can't see it, world, but I'm pinching <laughs> myself because, um, you know, I got to meet, even perform a song with Tom Booth, who's one of my, like, liturgical music heroes out there. And I still am pinching myself. And, and I'm, you know, in, I don't think I mentioned this, but in 2014, my, my father passed away. Um, he suddenly, due to an, a, an illness, and um, he played guitar in, in our church choir forever. And I, I, I think that if he would have, you know, lived... I do think that that would have been his next journey too. I think he would have composed music for Max. And so I kind of feel like, you know, he's right along there with me on this journey. I, I know he's, you know, of course, praying for me and watching over me, but um, yeah, it's it's special. I feel that deep connection with him, um, especially when I'm writing. I love that. Yeah, I, I can feel that he's with me. And, um, you know, the Adoration Chapel is a place where I've been very inspired by ideas and things but I'm inspired by just people and stories and of course scripture and saints so yeah just kind of finding the time though to be more intentional because you know how it is you know you know you're you're women that are working and you have to take care of everything in the household and well I have a good husband who helps but um just everyday life gets in the way so to be intentional about, okay, I'm setting a time in my calendar okay. every week. I'm going to write, even if it's just a word or a line or something to be creative. So, um, yeah, I do that. And uh, I have a lot of ideas on my audio memos on my phone, too. Just, um, I need to go back through it, <laughs> getting some inspiration. But yeah. So I'm excited about that journey. Awesome. Yeah. So how fun, like, just seeing, you know, in the hymn books that get published, like, your name just in there. I mean, that's just so amazing. And what a what an accomplishment. And I know much more is to come. But my favorite part of that, besides, you know, the publishing, which is so, it's, it's awesome. But that it's a way for you to connect and honor with your dad. I yeah. mean, that's just it's, amazing and so special. It really is. And special. you're carrying out what you think that he would have done next. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do feel that in my, my heart of hearts for sure. And um, when when after he passed, we found uh, he was he sketched a lot, and um, he loved Jesus. And we found a sketchbook, and it's like Jesus on the cross from all kinds of different angles. And I was like, oh, so that's we've, we've like made a few prints of them. They're not, they're not like anything fancy, but it's really special. It is, <laughs> especially when it's from your dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so perspective. Perspective and faith truly changes everything. I have found that gratitude practice fosters good perspective. It helps me to realign with God daily when my emotions and my thoughts run away with me and just take me down a path that just 
gets me in a spiral or makes me feel defeated or doesn't really stand in, in firm truth with God. So I love to just be able to realign. And I find that the more that I practice gratitude, the more that begins to come naturally. Those thoughts of, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, man, I I didn't give that my all or, oh, I stumbled whenever I did this interview on, you know, a word or a phrase, whatever it may be, how big or small. I can just become judgmental. Um, So what is it about perspective that maybe uh, you really connect with? And how do you integrate your faith throughout the day and with your perspective? So I I will say this. um, I I can totally relate to what you just said. And and the enemy is when that's when he's at his greatest, when we are spreading the gospel with whatever it is that we're doing. Uh, And so when we're on that mountaintop, boy, he'll do everything to bring us down. So that's something that spiritual warfare side, I know that's, this is getting heavy, but I am a way more keen to that and more aware that, that those are lies being spit at me all day long. And so I really try and I'm really trying hard to be aware of that. Like I'm not going to listen to that today. Right. I will not listen. I'm going to continue no matter if I mess up, if I sing a flat note or whatever. <laughs> If I sound too kajé with my accent, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I love it. So, so I'm aware of that. But as far as perspective, one of the things that um, we have been doing since January as a family, uh-huh. um, I set up a little prayer altar. Altar, excuse me, in my room. It's nothing fancy, but uh, it has a kneeler, and on on the altar is a journal, and that's where we keep a list of all of the prayer intentions that we have. Whether it be, I'm grateful for this, or I pray for so-and-so, or if it's an intention we have. I noticed during the day my kids are going and they're writing, my husband even writing a few things. And at night, we intentionally pray for all of those intentions. And I find that, you know, we can say, oh, I'll pray for you. But, but do we really pray for that person? Like, you know, I really wanted to be more intentional and practicing that gratitude practicing the intention of praying for people and their intentions. So um, that has really been helpful uh, in in my prayer life, but, but also in my family's, I believe, as well. How powerful that mm-hmm. y'all together as a family pray. I love the idea of doing it like a journal, um, to be able to leave it and then let them choose. So my little boy loves, uh, he's five, Aww, Connor, Connor. Uh, and he is the cutest, but um, he loves to say, you know, the traditional prayers or whatever, but he's just starting to get past, thank you, Lord, for my books, or thank you, Lord, for my for my bear that I snuggle with. He's starting to get more um, aware of things and emotions and things that he wants or, you know, just different things. Uh, So I love the idea of leaving a journal or a place for them to see that being modeled for them, uh, for our children. And then as a family, going back and praying over it, those prayers being validated. And then uh, whenever I was listening to you, a thought had popped in my mind uh, that I had heard. I was, you know, researching like uh, for my mother's ministry. Um, I have a big leadership team of eight women, and it's it's growing and it's wonderful and it's such a joy to be a part of. 
but you know, I'm so uh, intentional about trying to make sure that I'm serving well and that my yes is is good and it stays um, honoring God always, never about us as individuals, just always giving back. So uh, what ministry is, what ministry isn't, and the thing that uh, I remember distinctly reading was whenever you're in ministry and you're you know, building community and someone has something that's going on in their life and they're like, oh, could you pray for me for this? And we, we so quickly can easily pass by and move on and say, yes, I'm going to pray for you. And yes, in our heart of hearts, we truly have the best intention to go back and do it Life sometimes gets in the way, and, and we're all human. You know, sometimes, sometimes we forget or we'll remember the next day. Um, but I've heard in ministry to really stop and be like, I don't want to pray for you tonight. Can, can I go ahead and pray with you right now? And that just seems so bold, um, maybe a little awkward, but, I mean, just the comfort of knowing that we're raising that up to God mm-hmm. in that moment, in sincerity, and just spending time with that person and what that can do to change that person's day or their trajectory and how they feel about the situation and knowing the comfort that God has got them. Yes. So, uh, and yeah, like you said, that sense of community, just praying together, it is so powerful and it's just, you know, what two or three are down and you feel it. You know? Yeah. So that's, I think that's beautiful. I like that. Thank you. What ministry is and what ministry isn't. Remember that. (laughs) Okay, so now we are at my favorite part of the whole entire podcast, uh, Altered by Faith Top 7. So whenever I meet new people, I always think about some of these things or I always wonder like what people's favorite things are. So we're going to dive into that. Okay. So my first question is, what was the one moment that you knew that your life was altered by faith? Could be a life experience, a trial, a season. When did you really feel a shift in your life from God where you knew you were forever changed and altered by faith? Ooh, that's good. So this one's, this one's kind of personal and, and a little on the heavy side, but um, in 2011, um, I had a family member, my uncle, my parent, um, took his own life. And um, I had just had my baby four months. I was four months like postpartum and there was just a lot of, it was just a bad situation. And for the first time in my life, I felt so completely distant from God, from the faith. I felt abandoned, like the darkest valley you could be in. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, by the grace of God, kept attending mass, receiving the sacraments. But I, I just, I could not seem to get out of that funk. Mm-hmm. So my mom invited me to go to a parish mission. A lot of things happen, happens in parish life. That is something, sometimes you forget. Parish life is so powerful. And anyway, that's a separate story. But um, went to the mission. It was Father Mark Toops. And he's out of the Diocese of Homer Thibodeau. He was giving the mission. And the theme was basically, you don't have to look too far. That Jesus is sitting right there right beside us, no matter what. And that sounds so simple. But he played a song over the speakers, dimmed the lights, and he had this beautiful picture of Jesus. And the song was a song by Tom Booth. And it was like, I'll just sing the chorus if I can. Yes, of course. It was, um, Here I am, standing right beside you. Here I am. 
Instantly, you see him now. The goosebumps. I just, it's like I, I really felt the presence of the Lord. I felt Jesus right next to me, sitting right next to me, and like saying, how could you forget that I'm right here with you? Yeah. I'm there. I'm with you. I was with your uncle. I'm with you now. I, I am here. You, you can't do this by yourself. And I think that's what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need your help, Lord. Oh my goodness, was I wrong? Um, and so from that moment, and I always had a strong faith. Thank you, Lord, for that gift of, of being faithful and that gift of being joyful. I realized those are gifts you know, of the fruit of the Spirit. That moment, it was, I was altered because I, that was it. I was like, okay, I'm not turning back. And life through so, a lot of difficult times after that and a lot of trials and tribulations, but I always felt the presence of, of Jesus next to me. And I know that that Holy Spirit was in Jesus when he rose from the dead, lives within each and every one of us. And like, I know that, it, that it's right here and hiding in my heart always. So that was a moment where I was altered for sure. That's beautiful. Thank you. I really enjoy the fact that you were so authentic and vulnerable to share, share that first. And then just watching you sing, there was just this glow and joy on your face. And it's just so beautiful to see you living out, you know, God's call in your life and and really, um, really stepping into the fullness of who you were created to be. I just think that that's amazing. And I really connect with when we're in those dark, dark valleys and I, I I so relate. I've had, you know, several of those seasons in my life, um, more than I would hope to have had. But it's when we fully relinquish complete dependence on ourselves. You you had said something about how I don't need you, Lord, and there's times we go down swinging and we think we got the whole thing covered and he's just patient. And, and waiting for us to say, okay, I surrender. I need you. And, and that's whenever we feel the closest to him, at least me in my personal life, is when we're in those dark, those dark times, that deep valley, the dungeon that you just feel like you're never going to crawl out of. And um, how faithful it is that you, you're able to carry that up to the mountain as you step into the fullness of your gifts and uh, celebrate that with him. So I thought that that was beautiful. Thank you. Uh I appreciate that. That's really sweet. What is your favorite form of prayer? So my hunch would be (laughs) praise and worship. Um, But there's all kinds of prayers, prayer journals, traditional prayers, saying the rosary, the divine mercy chaplet, time and adoration, quiet time, Mm -hmm. like where, where's your, your name? So, you know, obviously, yes. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit and I, we communicate the best through music. Yes. But um, I, I realized that, you know, I need to grow and step out a little bit in so many beautiful ways to connect. Um, and I will say this, and this is just recent. When I was on my retreat in May, so this was very recent, in silence. Oh, my goodness. I long for it again. I long for for that silence. And we were, I was literally in the desert in Tucson. It was, it was incredible. I mean, 
I really connected and, and just felt the Lord. And I didn't have to say a word. I just was there with him and with nature, with the beauty of things that our God has created. I mean, even where we are now, it's beautiful, looking outside the pond. So I think just being aware and of the silence. I, I feel that uh, I long for that more. Um, so I'm going to try to make that more of an, uh, a daily practice or at least a weekly practice, wherever I am, yeah, just in the silence. Mm-hmm. And the silence is where we find the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think you covered the next question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a two for oh, one. Okay. Uh, where do you feel closest to God? I, I, yes, I absolutely think I just answered that one as well. Um, I, I do feel in the silence and in nature, but I do have to say also in, uh, in adoration. I feel, oh boy, just the feelings that overcome you and how sacred that, that time is that you get to spend with Jesus in, in the sacrament. I, I, that's very special and that's, some, that's been some anointed time in my life. So I would definitely say, say that. Name one person in the Bible that you feel completely connected to. And what do you love about them or their particular story? Well, I, I, um, there's a lot, but really it, it goes back. And ever since I was a little girl, I would get teary-eyed. Every time um, any of the Gospels would come up with our Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just from the moment you hear her say, Yes, I surrender, Lord. I'm the handmaid. Let it be done to me. It's your will. And just that yes and that bo- that brave you know, surrender and, you know, watching her journey with Jesus through the yeses, you know, and this then becoming a mom, you know, like really the anguish that she must have felt, you know, when she walked with him to Calvary, when she said, yes, I'll be with you at the cross. Wow. You know, like that to me is just incredible. And, you know, I, and I just love all the interactions, all the interaction with her, Elizabeth in scripture. I just think what a beautiful model for women, but for, for, for men, for all of us to be, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. We complicate things so much. And I think that's normal. It's human nature. But when it's so, it's so simple, yet beautiful. You know, her cancer girl. Just, yes. So that's kind of like my go-to. If I had to choose another one, it would be, and this is because this has always been a part of my journey. Um, the word doubt always comes up. And it's a centurion, I believe. Um, and he tells Jesus, Lord, I'm getting it. Actually, liturgy changed recently, a few years back, when we say, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Comes from that scripture. And shame on me. I forget which one it is offhand. But uh, where... You know, the centurion says, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm not worthy for you to even come into my house. But, you know, I, I doubt that help, help my disbelief. You know? And so that's always it. And, I, and I, I don't think I'm being very candid and vulnerable here. As, as Catholics, you know how much faith that takes to say, I believe that this bread, this little bread, is the body of Jesus and blood of Jesus. That is so much faith to say that. Absolutely. And so I, um, I really pray every day like I believe Lord help me believe more you know anyway even in my unbelief yes even in my unbelief that that authentic and that vulnerable yeah. standpoint that yes we we have our weaknesses as human and 
and although we, you know, we yearn to be so faithful and, and we strive to be so faithful. I mean, we are, we all have moments of doubt. We all have seasons of disbelief. We all have times where the thought that the enemy brings to you, we sometimes ponder on and, and it takes us for a journey. So yes, just that, that honoring him. And even in my disbelief, Lord, help me there. Yeah. You know, that covers yeah, everything. Definitely, girl. <laughs> well, and a few of my songs have those themes, in, you know, in them. So it, those are things that I really, yeah, and I'm going to write more about them, too. And so I'll talk more about them and keep praying for the graces to get through it. <laughs> yes. If you could meet one Catholic speaker, artist, or musician, who would it be? Oh, that's, you know, I, I, I have a lot, a long list, but uh, I'm going to go local. Even though I mentioned him earlier, I never met him. Father Mark Toops, who I mentioned um, was a part of my Altered by Faith story. I just love how authentic he is. He's so real. He's so raw. And he's very vulnerable. Uh, the past few Advents, I've journeyed with him. Um, he's written some books through Ascension Press. It's a, you know an Advent journey book. I forget. I can't remember the name. But I just love his writing. Um, I love the way he speaks and connects with people. So, Father Mark Toops, if you're listening, I want to come to Grand Isle, visit you. I think that's where he is now. Oh, in nice. Grand Isle. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Um, but he, um, he definitely, you know, he stirred something within me that evening. And a lot of the things he said. But, um, yeah, he's great. So, check him out, y'all. Mark Toops. He has, I think he has a podcast, some video series. But um, he's great. Awesome. I'm going to check that yeah. out. <laughs> Share one thing with others that has helped you with your spiritual and personal growth journey. Well, um, I think we talked about this earlier uh, before the podcast, but I think in general, we tend to compare ourselves to other people and their journey and wherever they are, whatever season they're in, and you wish you could be more like them, or I wish I was more faithful or whatever the case. And I think you know, just don't be too hard on yourself. Tomorrow is fresh with no mistakes in it. You know, Jesus makes everything new every day. And so like just to be in the season you're in, to embrace that season. Um, it was Catherine Whitaker. She spoke at the Abide Conference in Lafayette uh, back in February. And she said that if you're a mama with like three or four kids running around, you don't have to pray like a nun. Pray in the season that you're in. So no matter who you are listening, you know, just pray and be present and, and connect with the Lord as much as you can, depending on, on where you are in your life. And I think that's important. And, and I think it's beautiful, like people like you who are, who are there to help, you know, the mothers uh, in your group or the women, or whatever the groups are they have, you know, this man is you, whatever it looks like. I think that's important to, to get, you know, to be in a group at your season that supports you, where you can find help and comfort and meaning and, you know, support. Yeah, I, I really feel like we're meant to live out in relationship mm -hmm. and parish life is so important. I know that you said that. Um, it's definitely changed my life for sure. This was not the path that I had ever, you know, envisioned that would play out or I never thought I would even consider a podcast or a leading mother's ministry, but I'm so glad that uh, just saying yes to attending one Bible study at my local parish church, um, that changed my trajectory and just 
that one thing, you know, led to so many different blessings and, you know, uh, opened the door for me to really, really step into the fullness of my faith. And one thing that I really loved uh, that came up recently in a conversation with my sister, me and my sister uh, are close, and she can always tell me the truth. And, <laughs> and you know, sometimes the truth hurts. Uh-huh. But one of the things that she brought up uh, was, you know, sometimes whenever you talk in the podcast, you talk about people that are maybe further along in their faith and, and interviewing those types of people. And I was like, hmm, well, I didn't really mean anything by that, but I loved the point that you had brought up that it, no matter what season you're in, you know, I went through seasons where I stepped away from my Catholic faith. I wasn't always someone who was steady on the the Catholic faith journey. I did go to Catholic schooling. Uh, I had some periods uh, and times of struggle where I really had doubt and I really stepped away. And then of course, marriage came and that's one, one avenue where we really come back to our faith. And then I had a child and that was another one that kind of tugged on me and pulled me back to my faith. But I really connect with everyone through different seasons of their faith journey and we can learn so much even from someone who is a non-believer on yes. our perspective of really tuning into why we, why we believe what we believe. We can learn from people who are just starting their walk and, you know, the Lord is pulling on them and they just might have the most amazing things to say from a humble perspective that really like brings you back to your roots. You know, we can learn something from Sister Miriam who's like amazing <laughs> and awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and may and maybe further along in her journey. But just no matter where you are and no matter what season you're in, I think that we all just need to honor that that's not by mistake. That God has a plan for us at each point of our journey. And this might be your your moment, your season of coming to the Lord. You might already have been long throughout that season and, and you're just continuing on your faith journey. And, you know, you may be a sister Miriam yeah. and just rocking <laughs> it and just, you know, all about your faith journey and, and you know, but no matter what, we have we all have peaks and valleys. Oh, yes. We all walk in the valley. We all have times of disbelief. So I think uh, a perfect way to just, you know, come back together and say, no matter where we are, no matter where we come from, no matter if we've been a Catholic for five minutes or maybe just considering it right now or have been a faithful cradle Catholic since the day you were born, you know, it's just been integrated into you and you never missed a single mass. I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a walk for everyone. Um, and God's got a special plan for you, no matter where you fall in that spectrum. So, yeah. Oh, you speak so beautifully and eloquently. Oh, yes. thank you. So I'm just good. talking from the heart. No, but it's so true, you know, and, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, I love my brothers and sisters of all walks of life, too. And yes. you're right, there's so much we can learn. Just And I've learned that especially through music. Yes. So no matter what. People and music can connect you, and it starts that conversation, mm-hmm. especially when it's um, praise and worship or scripture based music, faith based. So Definitely. I <laughs> uh, secretly wish that I could sing, but I cannot hold a tune to save myself. <laughs> Everyone can 
sing. Everyone can sing. Maybe not well, but everyone can sing. They well, can I, use can, their voice. I can use my voice, but I will use my voice in my car <laughs> with the windows up. But as a, a dance teacher and a, a previous dancer, you know, um, now I'm an accountant, so I, I'm not teaching dancing currently. And But music was always such a, a an important part of, like, my journey. And it just really, in times of adoration, like, I'll just put on the praise and worship yeah. music because in the silence, that's important. But with music, I just find that there's this... I don't know, song that God like laid on all of our hearts. And that's a way to like stir up those real deep conversations with him and just really dive in and, and, and hear what he wants to say. It's a way of evoking our emotion and connecting to him in our raw and vulnerable way. I don't know. That's yes. how it is for me. Oh, no, it is. It's so powerful. It right is. It is. Well, I'm so excited that we got to connect and meet up and actually meet in person. That's awesome. And uh, I look forward to future, um, you know, things with the ministry and having you come play music for us. I would your, love that. Your voice is so beautiful. <laughs> and um, do you have any shows or anything coming up? So actually, yes. Um, with, with my band, Sweet Cecilia, we are going to be at the Acadiana Center for the Arts. Um, nice. It's a... Um, called Farm 2, so it's like celebrating women in music and art, and uh, we're going to be doing a few songs, and we're actually going to be doing a song in French in honor of our Blessed Mother. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, called Gide la Voix des Jours. It's uh, a beautiful song we're going to be doing, a three-part harmony. So we'll be doing that, but um, you can check my website, laurahuval.com, and, and I have Instagram, Laura Huval Music, and Facebook, and um, I'm trying to take a little break this summer, like, you know, relaxing, being really intentional with spending time with family. So I'm kind of on the ministry side of it, um, just kind of keeping things really on the quiet right now. But I do sing at Mass at St. Joseph's in Cecilia at 11 every Sunday. So I'm blessed to be able to do that. And, um, but yeah, I'm going to be real busy with the fall. I'm um, blessed to be able to minister to some faculties around the Diocese of Lafayette and Baton Rouge. I'll be going there as they begin their school year ministering to the faculty and, and getting them full of the Holy Spirit before the school year starts. So I awesome. appreciate some prayers for that. So. All those teachers and faculty, they need that. Yes. I mean, our kids could be rascals. Oh, yeah, we need it. Teachers <laughs> need it for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll be praying for your beautiful ministry. Thank you. And I'll be praying for yours as well. Thank you for joining us on Altered by Faith Podcast. Please subscribe and review. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and join our email list at alteredbyfaith.com. Looking forward to walking out this Altered by Faith journey with each of you. Much love, always, Alicia Gotro.